You're listening to the Bring the Light podcast, episode number 25. Hey, this is Liz Watt. Do you know you have a light within you just waiting to be shared with this world? Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. But as we become more aware of this light, this light can become our ultimate guidance emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So I want to ask you, do you want to take a journey with me? Do you want to take a journey together and bring our light to this world? If so, let's shine for all to see. Liz and I want to welcome you out to the podcast today. Today we're going to talk about a concept that is really hard for us and it is letting go. We've all heard the story of the bucket where you start out with a bucket of water and soon you start to put in more drops of water. But as you start to put in more drops of water, what happens? The bucket overfills and water starts to come out of the bucket. This is an analogy for our life. We add something into our life, whether we're getting married, having children, buying a house, and then we start being a room mom, a team mom, a primary teacher, um, a service coordinator, a cook, a lawnmower, the girl that will take meals to everyone in the neighborhood, and soon our bucket is overfilling. There's only one of us, and once we start to become so overfilled, overwhelmed, then we eventually have to give up something. There's something that has to give. There's only 24 hours in the day and we all have the same amount of time. But what's different is how we use that time. So many times I feel like I am overflowing and unfortunately it's the most important things that are being replaced. I add in more without looking out to see what I can let go. And you know what I'm talking about. You have probably been in these situations too. Last year, my mother-in-law, she came to live with us and she's 85 and she needs full-time care. And we as a family have to all chip in so we can help her on her journey. Because um, she is a woman and a lot of her personal duties then they fall on me so you know I have to do her washing and I have to do her dressing and the other day as I was getting her dressed she made a comment and it's a one-liner that she likes to say a lot her memory has started to go and so she likes to say a lot of one-liners of things that she used to say all the time and one Thing that she says as I get her dressed almost every morning is these clothes are mighty creased usually I tell her yep that's because I don't iron anymore but this time I said something different and after contemplating what I said I have come to believe these words even more I told her I said grandma The most beautiful thing about getting older is that you can choose to do things differently. So often we think we have to do certain things, but then as we get older and we get wiser, we realize that those things don't matter. We reevaluate and let go. Ironing is one of those things I have chosen to let go. 
I don't know if she really liked that response, but as I said it, I was like, isn't that the most beautiful thing as we get older? Is that we become wiser and we realize some of these things that we are doing in our life don't matter. And that we have that opportunity that we can choose to let them go. I'm not always the best at evaluating my life and sometimes I get it wrong. So why do we struggle to let go? Really, it's because we're not in alignment of who we are and where we want to go. We don't have that vision. In Proverbs 29:18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Often we just look and we look at the things that are right in front of us and we don't look at the long-term effects. So we start taking upon more and take upon more and, re- and after a while, there's not much more that we can take upon without us falling apart. So I want you to do a little activity that I do with my clients sometimes and I want you to break up your piece of paper, get out a piece of paper and break it up into three sections and you're gonna have emotional, you're gonna have physical, and you're gonna have spiritual. And then underneath that, I want you to write down in the columns, what are things that you can let go? Before we start though, I want you to let you know that when you are working on one area of your life, you are gonna be working on other areas of your life. And there's also time, there's also gonna be things in one column that might have blurred lines for another column. And if we can't figure out exactly what column it needs to be under, it doesn't matter. Just pick one. This is just an exercise to help you become more aware of where you are spending um, unvaluable time in your life and where you can reevaluate it so that you can let go so that then you can bring in other things that are more important to you. So I want you to, let's first start on the emotional column. Now, these emotions that we have, as you've seen the show Inside Out, can run our life. The emotions that we experience is how we look at life. A lot of these experiences, because of that, of it's basically not what we went through, but it's how we interpret it, we can change how we interpret the situation. So a lot of these things, the emotional responses that we have in our lives comes from our thoughts and our beliefs and our relationships. We hear that, you know, our thoughts are only those things that we choose to believe. And we can change those thoughts so that we can look at life differently. So what are these thoughts that you have in your head that are holding you back? What are these thoughts that when you evaluate them, you realize that they're not true and so you can let go? You know, there's a, a, the most common ones are, I'm stupid, I'm not smart, I'm fat, um, I, I can't do these things. There's all of these things in our lives that we look at that really are not true. They're just the thoughts that we're giving it. We're validating those thoughts. So if we can remove those thoughts and free ourselves from them, then we can start looking at life a little bit differently. 
when we think about beliefs, these are things that we were taught as a child. You know, this is things that our family does, or this person's like this because of this. And these are things that, you know, they're brought up from our generations, our parents teach us. It could be things that our teachers teach us. It just are these beliefs that are come through because of um, traditions. And so we need to look at, are these beliefs that I, that I think, are these things that I want to hold dear to me? Or do I want to release them from me? And you have that ability. You can choose to believe however you want to believe. And some of these beliefs are holding us back. And that is where we need to evaluate these beliefs and say, you know what? It's time for me to let this go. I don't have to harbor these beliefs anymore. Or else you can look at these beliefs and say, you know what? These beliefs really serve me well. And these beliefs help me keep me in the direction I want to go. So I want you to look at some of these beliefs and say, you know, what are these beliefs that are holding me back that will help me let go so I can move forward? Another one is in the emotional part is relationships. And even though we have these physical relationships, relationships are very emotional for us. And how we choose to look at our relationships can determine how we look at life and how we experience life. Some of these relationships in our lives are very good, but some of them can be very detrimental. Now, some of these relationships that we have, we don't want to walk away. So it's very emotionally um, hard on us. But if we look at these relationships in a different way, then we can remove those burdens that are placed upon us. I am not telling you to walk away from any relationship that you choose not to. But what I'm telling you is that you can look at that relationship in a different way. You can decide to not hold on to those feelings that you're carrying anymore. You don't have to carry those extra burdens because of that relationship. You have the ability to change the story about that relationship. And so when you do that, that relationship, you kind of distance yourself from the emotional aspect of it. You can still have the physical relationship, this physical component of being with them and experience life with them, but the emotional part you can remove because you changed the story. There's a lot of different parts of emotionals part that we can look at in our life that we can decide that we need to let go. So I want you to take a few minutes and evaluate your emotions and try to figure out which ones are not serving you and which ones you can let go. And the next section, it's physical. Now, a few years back, I had to give up a lot of stuff. My health was not in very good shape. And even though I thought that I was living this really good lifestyle, my health was going downhill. 
and I had to give up a lot of stuff. And so when I started to just kind of evaluate my life and I started to um, evaluate my health and my body and I was asking in fervent prayer if Heavenly Father could help guide me, I started to give up the things that were not healthy for me. Now your body, it might be different and just because I gave up things doesn't mean you need to. But I started to give up, you know, gluten and dairy and sugar and corn and all of these things, um, as I started to give them up, I'm not saying it was easy because it wasn't. I had to revamp everything and create new recipes. But as I started to give it up, my body then began to restore and I was a lot healthier and I could experience life so much better and I just felt better inside. So these physical things that were really detrimental for my health by giving them up, I was then able to experience life in a whole new different way. Another physical thing that I experienced was, I don't know for sure if I feel that I am always in the best style, that I am always in those trends because I'm not. And that's just my personality. I don't glob onto the next trend and start wearing these clothes. But there was a time in my life that I thought that I had to because here I had all of these friends and they were all in style. And I was still wearing the jeans and t-shirts, you know, just trying to be more comfortable. And one day it kind of clicked that by me wearing these clothes made me feel uncomfortable and therefore I couldn't be the best self to everyone around me because I was embarrassed or I just didn't feel comfortable in the clothes. And so when I finally made that decision that I was going to wear what my style was, I was gonna wear what made me feel comfortable all of a sudden it was like I was relaxed and I could experience life that I wanted to. I was not being held back, but I could actually move forward. And so by looking at, am I wearing the clothes that benefit me the most to make me feel the most confident, then that is what I need to do. I need to be more true to myself. And so that was another physical thing that I had to change in my life. Another thing is when we look at, you know, what are these chores that we're doing in our everyday life that are not important? For instance, like I gave up ironing. I, I, I feel that I, you know, I don't want to buy clothes that I have to iron. And I only have a few things in my closet that I have to iron because I feel like that is not important to me anymore. I don't need to sit there and iron at the ironing board for hours anymore. I don't need to do that. Another thing is, are we doing things and not assigning it to other people? Are we taking upon all the family responsibilities and not assigning our children? One thing I have to be so grateful for is that there was a time in my life where I was very overwhelmed and I had a lot that was going on. And so my husband came to me and he said, 
I think I'm going to take upon the laundry. And I'm just going to do the laundry in the family because that can free up some of your time. And that was such a huge relief for me because every time I walked past the laundry room, it was like, oh, I need to do that. I need to get this done. But I was so busy with other things in my life that that was just, you know, piles were getting stacked upon each other or else if I did, it would be like everything else I needed to get done, I couldn't do because I was doing the laundry. And so are there things that we can assign to other family members that can free up some of our time. You know, well, the other night I was helping my son do his dishes and he's the baby of the family. So it's kind of like we baby them throughout their lives. And he's um, 10 years old and he was doing the dishes. Now, some of my other kids, they started out when they were eight years old doing the dishes. But with him, we only started him when he was nine, almost 10. So as I was helping him do the dishes and I just looked at him and he was unloading those dishes and climbing up on the counter. He's really, he's a lot smaller than most kids his age. And so he can't just reach up into counters, but he was climbing up on the counters, putting everything away. And then he was rinsing off the dishes and put in the dishwasher. And I thought, wow, you know what? I could have actually started him at an earlier age and because he were to where he was a baby, I didn't. But I think we don't give our kids enough credit. They can mow lawns. They can go out and weed. They can go out and, you know, take care of the garden. There's a lot of different things that we don't give them credit for that they actually can. And by giving them this opportunity to learn and to grow actually helps them to become a better person. So what are these things in our life that we can give up? Another thing is, you know, we don't have to always be the room mom and we don't have to always be the team mom. Those were things that I felt I had to do. If I had a kid on a team or in a classroom, I had to be that. But as I started to have more kids and more responsibilities and more things that I wanted to pursue, I had to give them up. And sometimes people may not agree with that, but I got to a point that it was like, there are plenty other moms that can have those kind of responsibilities, but where I am in my life right now, it's too overwhelming. So me personally, I chose that I needed to give up some of those things. I want to tell you about a friend of mine. She is a Relief Society president. If some of you don't know who that is, she's over the women that are in our church. And she's been in it for about six months. And she's very overwhelmed with this calling. She is trying to give to all the sisters in, in her ward, plus... She's trying to give to her family, her husband, and uh, also to the just the different things within our society. And she has become very overwhelmed. Physically, we can we can't be in every place. And if we continue continually to give to others, then we cannot give to what is most important. When I was with her the other day, she started to cry because of the overwhelmness. Life can be overwhelming, but when we take upon things 
we have to let go. And that was kind of my advice to her is that you need to look at these things in your life that you can let go. If you choose to continue to do this calling, you cannot just add that in plus everything else. You need to evaluate your life and look to see what are some things that you can let go. When I was called to be the primary president, and that's when I'm over all of these children, I have done this calling now for, uh, in October, it will be four years. And so I've done this calling for a long time. But when I was very first called, um, I was given some really good counsel, and it was that I needed to simplify this calling. And so I looked at this calling because there's people that do amazing things in these, this calling. They are constantly busy creating things for the kids and doing pamphlets and making treats and all of this stuff just continuing to um, build upon their plate. But I already had a pretty full plate. And so I was so grateful to get that counsel of how to simplify this calling. So I looked at my calling and I came down to what is the most important thing that I can do in this calling. And that was to help these kids feel loved and to feel the love of our Savior. Help them recognize what the Spirit feels like. So I started to get away and get rid of all of the things that not that did not get to that point of making these kids feel loved and feel the love of our Savior. And I started to incorporate different things that would help them to recognize what the Spirit felt like. So another area is spirituality. Remember the story of the Pharisees. Because they wanted to be be strict and obedient, they created over 600 laws so that they had to follow by to observe the Sabbath. Now, we need to create boundaries in our lives. But are those boundaries in the letter of the law or the spirit of the law? I think so many times with our spirituality, we get in the letter of the law. We have to do this and this and this and this and this. And we forget about the spirit of the law. Um, Brother Bednar, Elder Bednar, he gave a conference address and he made a comment that I think um, can help us determine what is a healthy boundary so we can be in any situation in our life that comes to spirituality. And he said, what is the sign I am showing to God? What are you doing in that moment that is giving a sign to God? What is that sign you want to show him? When we look at life that way, when we look at our spirituality that way, that means that when we're doing one thing in this section can be totally different in this section because we're showing, you know, what is this sign we're showing to God and what we're doing at that moment. And if we look at it life that way, all of a sudden our Sundays become different, our morning routines become different, um, our family interactions become different. The spirituality in our lives, we can look at that this is an extension of what I want to show to God. If I'm not showing a good sign to God, if in my, in my heart it's not in the right place, then maybe 
this is something you need to let go. Remember, it is the spirit of the law and the letter of the law. We need to create boundaries for ourselves. I'm not telling you to get rid of those boundaries. I'm just telling you to reevaluate those boundaries and see what the sign is and where your heart is so that you can let go of the things that really are not that important. One of the things is that when my husband was growing up, his mom was very big on making sure that they wore Sunday clothes all day long. And so now that I take care of her, she asks me every day if it's Sunday because if it's Sunday, she can't wear, you know, pants. She has to wear a dress. And so uh, I'll be like, no, it's not Sunday today, but on those Sunday days, she has to be dressed in her church clothes all day long. And even when I come home from church, I'll be like, do you want to change into something else? No, it's Sunday. And when I got married to my husband, that wasn't a rule that we had. And so I chose to not wear church clothes on Sundays. He continued to wear it because that was his upbringing. And later on, it's not like I became a bad influence on him, but I think he just started to realize that, you know, if I if he wants to wear his church clothes all day on Sunday, he can. But if he chooses um, to wear something different, then he can. If we're going to go on a walk and he doesn't want to be in his church clothes, he can change his clothes right now. And so that is something that he chose to give up and not have to follow by these Pharisee rules that... You know, it has to be a certain way, but he's living now by, you know, what am I doing on Sunday that's showing to God um, what my heart is. You know, we put a swimming, swimming pool in our backyard and we chose that we were not going to swim on Sundays. Now, I'm not saying that you can't, but that's just what we chose to do as a family. Some people might look at that as like, well, you're with your family on Sunday. Why can't you swim? That's just something we chose not to. But often we, in the summertime, we put up a badminton net in the backyard. And on Sunday afternoons, we'll go out there and the kids and um, my husband and me will all get on teams and we'll play badminton. And we feel that because of us and our family circumstances, that we enjoy that time Sunday afternoon playing badminton. Now the pool is just right next door and we don't get into that. But that is just, you know, something that we have chosen in our life that, you know, we don't want to swim on Sunday, but we choose to play badminton with our family on Sunday. Is one better than the other? I don't know. You have to make that choice yourself. But for us, that is just kind of a choice that we decided to make. I love my routines in the morning. And it really helps me to set my days. I like to get up in the morning. I like to go down into my front room, kneel down on my couch. The first thing I do is I say a prayer. And then I like to get up on my couch and I like to do a meditation. After my meditation, I like to read my scriptures. And then I start creating some things in you know, I might start writing the podcast or I might be doing online courses that I'm doing. Um, I might be writing some, some talks. I might write excerpts in my book that I'm writing. 
there's just different things that come to me that I then start to to create. But there is plenty of times in the morning that I'm not able to do that routine. There might be things that come up with my kids, with my husband, and I'm not able to take that time. My physical mind will be like, well, looks like you don't have a great start today. You can't have the spirit with you today, and so today's just gonna be really chaotic. But my spiritual mind, realizes that I can feel the spirit any time of the day, no matter if I do that routine or not. I can feel the spirit any time of the day, whether I said that morning prayer or not. And so sometimes we think we have to get in these routines, that I have to do that morning routine. Otherwise, I'm not going to be experiencing what I want to that day. And that is not true. And so that was one thing that I had to look at is, If I didn't get in that morning routine, it's going to be okay. And I can just let that go and I can just start on the rest of my day and I can always have a prayer in my heart. I want you to notice that when you work on one area, whether it's emotional, physical, or spiritual, how that affects other areas in your life. By my friend letting go of her physical needs and her calling, she then can create emotional boundaries which will open her mind up to help and support these ladies spiritually. Overwhelmness comes from the adversary. It is a tool that he uses to make us feel less than we are and not capable to even try. Letting go empowers us to make better choices in our life because we have a balanced plate. The world might make you think you are being selfish because you are not putting in your time. But is it really selfish or is it that the world is being selfish? This is something to ponder on. Is it better to show up with room to grow rather than with a full plate and have everything falling off? Evaluating our life and letting go is a constant process. And sometimes we might let things go and we realize that actually they are important. So I want you to make sure you give yourself grace in this process. But letting go frees us of space so we can work on what is most important to you. Elder Dallin H. Oaks in a recent conference taught, We have to forego some good things in order to choose others that are better or best because they develop faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and strengthen our families. Sometimes we make life more complicated than it really needs to be. And Elder Uchtdorf told a story one time of how the astronauts, they went up and orbited um, the earth. And when they got up there, they realized the ballpoint pens don't work in the earth's atmosphere. And so they spent thousands of hours and millions of dollars to create a pen that they could use up in, in space. But... What did they do in the meantime while they were creating this? They simply used a pencil. Sometimes we make things too complicated. We're spending too much money and too much time in something that really isn't necessary. They could have just used that pencil all along. King Benjamin gave a great advice in um, Mosiah 4.27 and it says, And see that all things are done in wisdom and in order. 
For it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And again it is, is expedient that he should be diligent. Thereby he might win the prize. Therefore all things must be done in order. Bringing on Grandma, I have had to evaluate what is important to me. For five months, I didn't put out a new podcast episode because I was trying to balance life and figure out how. How was I going to incorporate her into our life and yet continue to do the things that are important? We all have times and seasons in our lives, and there might be things that we need to let go right now, but later on, we can bring back. But I promise you, as you begin to let go, the doors can open to bring more love, light, inspiration, and peace. Diligently doing these things that matter most will lead us to our Savior, will lead us to His light. Our Savior has a simple message, and it is, Come, follow me. But he does not speak it with a powerful megaphone, but he uses a still small voice. By removing the distractions, we will be able to hear him. And when we hear him, we will have a better relationship with our Heavenly Father, our families, those around us, and most importantly, ourselves. Simplify your life a little more each day and make the changes necessary so that you can refocus on the things that are most important. So where do we start? What do we need to do to eliminate? That is up to you. But my advice to you is to get on your knees and ask. President Ezra Taft Benson said, When we put God first, all other things fall into their proper place or drop out of our lives. Our love of the Lord will govern the claims of our affection, the demands on our time, the interests we pursue, and the order of our priorities. So maybe it's time for you to just let things go because you are important, you are needed, and you are loved. Do you want to take your search for light to a higher and more meaningful way? Visit me at yourjourneyofhealing.com where you can find more info on courses, retreats, and virtual mentoring. If you'd like to book me to speak at your upcoming conference, retreat, or get together, send me a message. You can follow me at Facebook under Liz Watt or Instagram under Liz Hills. Let's share this podcast so we can make this world a brighter place. I'll see you on the next episode because you are important, you are needed, and you, my friend, are loved. Mm-hmm.